Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Infinity War's final trailer, finally dropped, and it's so gorgeous. Uh, Luke Cage Season 2 has been announced for late June. Black Panther has broken a billion at the box office, but Infinity War looks like it may be a contender for that top spot. All that right after this. So, Jeff, uh, normally there's an ad right here. But I say we do our own ad today. Oh, we're doing our own ad? Yeah. Okay, uh, I got something to talk about. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we do. We talked about it on last episode, but we talked about it at the end, so people that might not have hung out for the ending might not have been around. But uh, there is a new cool thing coming out. Uh, what's, what's it called? What's that? What's the episode called? Or the show called? <laughs> the show is on Stitcher Premium from Marvel called Wolverine The Long Night. Starring Richard Armitage as Wolverine. Right. So, the show is called Wolverine the Long Night. Uh, it's really a really cool idea for... A lot of you know... A lot of you are podcast listeners because you're listening to this. Um, and you probably listen to a lot of other podcasts. Uh, well, <laughs> this is just directly up your alley. It is a podcast about Wolverine. And as it's of right now... Direct from Marvel. Direct from Marvel. Wolverine the Long Night. It's got professional quality writing and professional quality sound design and all that stuff and some cool actors in it. Um, you need to check it out. Uh, but to do so, you have to get Stitcher Premium. But how do we do that, Matt? That's what you're saying. How do we do yeah. that, Matt and Jeff? How do, how do we do that, well, guys? Well, if you go right now, right now to stitcher.com slash premium and type in the code CINEMATIC for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast... Uh, the code cinematic gets you, uh, is it 30 days free access to it Stitcher is Premium? one full month of free Stitcher Premium access. So, go over there, get your free month. If you dig it, keep getting Stitcher Premium because it sounds like it's they're making... It's only five bucks a month. Right. And it's, it's, like, it's super cheap. I, I forget how much it is for the whole year, but for a yearly program, it's like super cheap. It's like 30 bucks for a whole year. Um, or like 39 or something like that. Um, I highly Either recommend way, it's it. it's not bad. What is it? I said, either way, it's not bad. It's not bad. And if you're a podcast listener, it gets you a lot of your favorite podcasts without ads, and it gets you a lot of, uh, a lot of cool content that isn't available anywhere else, like this one, Wolverine the Long Night. It's the only place you can get it, is Stitcher Premium, and that's pretty cool. Um, it's like, kind of like a Netflix for podcasts. Um, like they're, they're starting to create their own branded content, and Marvel is actually working with Stitcher, which I think is really, really cool. So yeah. check it out. Um, and, and, and support, know, the, support our podcast by going to Stitcher Premium or Stitcher.com slash premium and typing in cinematic to get your free month. And you know, it's funny you say that it's like Netflix and whatever. Uh, it's actually, it's, I would say it's on par with Netflix as far as like how mature themed it is. Oh, there's really? Talk of, yeah, there's talk of Wolverine cutting someone's head off at one Yikes. point. Yikes. In the first episode. So there's like car door type stuff happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is brutal. Uh, it, there is a warning at the beginning of each episode that it is intended for mature audiences. I, that, that makes me even more excited because, you know, we get, we get, we get the Netflix content is for adults, but a lot of the, a lot of the movies, a lot of the TV shows, they kind of water them down a little bit for kids. Yeah. It's um, in the same vein as Logan. So this is not for kids. I'm excited. That's, that's really a cool thing. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I thought it was going to be pretty yeah. G rated G, um, or they've, rated PG. They've got, as far as I know, they've got three episodes out so far. They come out on Mondays and it's really, really good. Awesome. Well, have you, have you watched Altered Carbon? 
I have not. Okay. If anybody has watched Altered Carbon, uh, the the medic that the lead character uh, kind of links up with uh, and is his uh, Dr. Watson, basically. Uh, his Watson is the one of the leads in this podcast, mm-hmm. and he is quite a good actor. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Uh, well, guys, so yeah, check that out. Support our show and get yourself free a month of Stitcher Premium. Again, just go to pr- stitcher.com slash premium and type in cinematic, and that way uh, they will know we sent you. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, well, guys, tonight we're talking news and news and feedback. We've got a lot of cool stuff. got a lot of people talking about Black Panther, so we're going to save that for the end for a little spoilery Black Panther time. Um, so, yeah, uh, what, what do we got in the news there, my friend? Well, something that uh, we haven't talked about since, you know, we were on some sort of schedule hiatus that we didn't really plan to have. Uh, Luke Cage Season 2 has been announced to drop on June 22nd. Nice. End of June. That's and amazing. It's so soon. It's <laughs> so soon. And they already dropped a like a, a, a teaser trailer to get everybody hyped about it. And like I watched it and it worked because I'm hyped about it. That's awesome. June twenty second. <sighs> Man, that means we just did Jessica Jones. Now we've got Infinity War. Coming uh, up in April. In less than a month. And then in June we'll have we'll have Luke Cage season two. That's awesome. And uh, at some point in there, Cloak and Dagger starts, right? And that's yeah, sooner June or later. Seventh. Whew, two June, two new 7th? series dropping in June, guys. What are you doing to us? <laughs> yeah. Marvel, it. come on! I love it. I love I it. I can't handle it. Yeah, it's uh, good lord. So it's in four weeks. Four weeks from today, I'm going to see Infinity War. By the way, when that trailer dropped, uh, not this past week, but the week before, and was it? Maybe. Anyway, when that trailer dropped and they announced tickets were going on sale, I was like, okay, pull out phone, check my local theater. They weren't on sale yet. I hit my local theater up on Facebook. I was like, hey, these tickets are supposed to be on sale. Why the fuck aren't they on your site? <laughs> Sorry. It's so kind. Was, You're so kind. You're a local theater person. I was. And they were like, hey, I don't know if you've checked back since you first looked at it, but it looks like they're on sale. And I went and looked and I was like, looks like they are on sale. And then I checked and it wasn't at my theater on sale. It was on sale at every other theater that they have. And I was like, my theater's not on sale. What are you going to do to fix it? <laughs> and they were like, give us a minute. Less than an hour later, they're like, hey, we got it fixed. And I was like, you fucking rock. It was a very brutal day for me. Nice. Well done. It was very... You need to stop taking rough. so many testosterone pills. Uh, you know, you know, uh, you gotta get swole somehow, right? <laughs> um, the biggest, um, uh, the biggest piece of news for me this week is one that I don't even see here in the rundown, um, and that is uh, that Agent Coulson is going to be in um, Captain Marvel. Agent Coulson's going to be in Captain Marvel. That is such cool news. Like I yeah. know, we we we've been talking about. There's all kinds of things they could do. Um, to bring characters back, it's the '90s. It's just a whole different time period. We get a, we get a young version of all kinds of characters. But Coulson's the perfect one. I mean, I don't know if they'll do much else, but Coulson is is perfect. That's just, just perfect. 
Yeah. You know who else they're bringing back for that one, though? Who? They're bringing into Captain Marvel, they're bringing Ronan, Lee Pace, as Ronan. Re- oh, and, really? Yep. And they're bringing Jamon Honsu as Korath the Pursuer. Korath the... Okay, so we haven't seen him before, right? No, you have. He was uh, He was the guy that was like, who? When he was like, Star-Lord. Oh, okay. And he right, got his right, head right, torn right. off. Okay, I know who you're talking or about. Um, and... Um, and it was and Sam Jackson, right? But we already kind of knew yeah, that. We already knew Sam Jackson was going to be there. Um, but that's that's cool. I did not know that they were bringing Ronan in, and that is so cool because I always thought Ronan was a cool character. Everyone kind of shit on Ronan because they you know, like it's the thin Marvel villain problem. I thought he was great. Um, he's simple. He is just like a jihadist. That's like that's what he is. He's like a fucking like. I believe your culture should be destroyed because you hurt my culture. Like that's and that that yeah. that was that was a summation of the character. Like he's just after it, and it didn't bother me. Um, but the fact that they're gonna try to flesh him out with another movie makes uh, that's really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. When they announced that, I was like, "Oh shit, Coulson's coming back to movies. Oh shit, Ronan's gonna be there too, and Korat the Pursuer." Like, oh man, it just kind of salts the wound of. Jimon Hunsu getting a bit part. But hey, we're getting Ronin back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really, really, really cool. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so in other fantastic news, uh, the Infinity War trailer came out. Yeah, yet another Infinity War trailer since we last talked. Um, and we got a little baby Gamora, which I didn't know I needed in my life so badly, but I needed a baby Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. They, they only show her little green hand, and I <sighs> I can only imagine that she's just the cutest child, and it's going to be horrifying to see her whole race destroyed, uh, but or at least her family, right? I, I forget exactly yeah. how that how that went down, but he like conquered her people. So it's going to be a really tragic scene, but to see her like grabbing his finger, ugh, that's, that's have you so seen good. The, uh, have you seen the poster that uh, some fan made that was kind of a uh, uh, a parody of the Logan poster? No. It was Thanos and Gamora? No, I haven't. It was just called Thanos. Oh, uh, that's funny. Oh, man. The weight of Thanos in this movie is going to be just unbelievable. And the way that Cap is holding him back at the end of it. We've talked a lot about... the gauntlet. We've talked a lot about uh, how is he going to have the the weight... uh, The the weight of, of, of Thanos. And I think, like, destroying Gamora's people is a pretty good one. Like, we've talked about him killing you know, various people in, 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 in the, in, in the cinematic universe as a way of setting him up. But I think just him doing something we've already know that he did, uh, is a pretty, could be a pretty intense opening. Yeah. Yeah. Like watching him do that, uh, getting his viewpoint on everything and like seeing him go against like Iron Man and just slam him straight into the ground and, and, Cap holding him back, like oh my god, that scene with Cap grabbing like two, two hands on the gauntlet and Thanos just looking at him confused, like how dare you resist me? Like that reminds me of a comic scene where Cap is standing up to Thanos, saying like as long as one man 
stands against you. As long as any one soul resists you, you have not claimed a victory. And I was just, ugh. Like, that panel, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting hmm. chills thinking about it. I, I, uh, I, I was listening to Fat Man on Batman this week. and um, Like you do. Like I do. And Kevin Smith is rewatching the entire cinematic universe. And he actually, he, he rewatched the entire cinematic universe. He was joking. He's like, yeah, I should start now, and I'll make it through and watch all the movies by the time uh, Infinity War comes out. And apparently he did it all in three days. <laughs> <laughs> You could do it all in 30 hours before Infinity War comes out if you want. Yeah. Well, he watched all of all of the movies and uh, he he thinking oh, with with Infinity War in mind and the line that stood out to him and made him cry and or made because he cries at everything like I do. <laughs> the line that really got to him and I love. He said uh they asked him, "Do you want to kill Nazis?" And he's like, "I don't want to kill anybody. I just don't like bullies no matter where they're from." Oh, I just don't like bullies no matter where they're from. And that comes full circle because Thanos is a bully coming from somewhere far away. Uh, It's just so good. It's just so good. I don't want to kill anyone. (laughs) Like that movie already like stabs you in the heart over and over in the first like half hour of the movie. That movie's amazing. The first Avenger is is uh, like I, the more and more you know everybody talks about Robert Downey Jr being the kind of the keystone of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he is he started it but to me it's Cap to me Cap he's is the heart he was well, the heart but he's also like what the story has pivoted around the whole time i mean partially just because of civil war and how much it was focused on him and it was his story but it brought everyone in um but you also have the the in in Winter Soldier, the Hydra reveal just turns. It feels like every time a Captain America movie happens, uh, which he's obviously in all the Avengers movies as well. Those those are the movies that really change the game. Like they're they're telling the overarching story of the cinematic universe. You can skip Iron Man three. Um, yeah, you can. You can skip Iron Man two. <laughs> you can skip Thor two, Thor three, and not really lose big portions of the story. But if you want to know what's going on on earth, like the cap is cap. The cap movies are like the engine that keeps moving this big cinematic universe forward. Um, and I, yeah, it's true. I love it. It's true. It's true. Cap is the, he's the engine. He's the heart. He's Mm -hmm. what's pumping it along. And God, this, this, this cinematic universe has pumped along. Amazingly. Black Panther. (laughs) very recently has broken a billion more recently than that. They're at 1.2 billion dollars worldwide in, in sales. The first Avengers movie is at 1.5. Wow. Like they're going to be (laughs) dumb if they don't keep black Panther in theaters until infinity war comes out. Dude, it just now this past weekend was was taken off of the top spot. It held the the top spot for like a month. Right. I just mean, uh, like even if it's kind of dwindling and it starts to dwindle and theaters want it, want it out, they should push it in because we have never in never ever have we had. And I may be wrong, but I can't think of a time where we've had a sequel to a movie still in theaters or come into theaters while the other movie is still playing. Um, I've never seen that happen. Uh, maybe with one of the matrix movies because they came out six months apart, 
But uh, <laughs> but this is this is two yeah. movies coming out th- three months apart, and they're two months apart really, and, and they're and they're two and a half, and they're and they're gonna be like right there next to each other, and it's. Black Panther seems to feature so heavily and Wakanda seems to feature so heavily in this movie. I have a feeling if people go see it, the people who maybe didn't go see Black Panther are going to go like, Oh, I got to know what's going on here. And they're going to go back. And and not only that, but the people who just see it and go, Oh, that was so good. Oh, sure. is so much fun. I need to go back and watch Black Panther again. <laughs> and we're, I think Black Panther is going to get a big spike on the day that, or you know, the week following Infinity War, I think like I, th- I could see it like dropping down in the numbers and then suddenly dropping, jumping back up to number two because everyone's like, "I got to see Black Panther again." <laughs> you know what would be really cool What's that? is, uh, you know, it, Black Panther's not going to be out on Blu-ray or anything yet, but when Avengers: Infinity right. War comes out, so like you watch the whole cinematic universe at home until you get to Black Panther, and then you watch Black Panther. The day that you like before you go to see Infinity War. Oh yeah, get out of Black Panther, have some dinner, go go watch Avengers: Infinity War. Absolutely, uh, I, I, that's that sounds I like a do fun that. day for me. Yeah, I'm looking my... not that thirty-one hour crap, but you know, just two movies. I yeah. can do one after the other. I can do two movies. I did two movies when uh, Iron Man one came out. Went straight out, like came out of one. Went to Whataburger, went back into the into the midnight one, and was just like, yes, it's so good. <laughs> Give it. <laughs> Give me more. <clears throat> so, uh, Black Panther has, you know, like like I said, it's at 1.2. It's actually, if we drill down a little bit, it is uh, at $1.245 billion worldwide. That puts it at number three behind Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, it squeaks out Iron Man 3 by about uh, 30 million. And with the, uh, just looking at the the grand totals and everything, worldwide it's number three, but in America, in in the domestic release, it's the number one Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that right now. You're right. It has surpassed Avengers 1. Yeah. That is impressive. $14 million. Yeah. And... It's, I mean, it's still going. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's I think still it's, going. it's gonna make another two hundred million. I think it's gonna surpass Avengers. Uh, or, you know, it's gonna make another. I think it's gonna make another three hundred million. Um, just because of the pop it's gonna get from from Avengers: Infinity War. I, if yeah. if they're smart, they'll leave it in, and they're gonna make all the money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's already the highest grossing domestic. Yeah, the highest domestic grossing superhero movie. Of all time. Wow. That is insane. And they could get more. That is insane. Like, Black Panther. What if it... I loved it, but who even knew Black Panther? I mean, Black Panther's just not a character that everyone knows, and it just to, to come out of the gate like that, I mean, just that's just amazing. He came out swinging. Like, what if he... What if it breaks a billion domestic? Like, what do we do at that point? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, it's got a little ways to go, but yeah, that that would be. I don't think anything's ever broken a billion domestic. Nah, maybe wrong, no. but I don't think so. What about yeah? That's a good question. Like, what are the highest grossing movies ever? Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time, I believe, and it got to seven sixty domestic. So, 
I don't know if it's the highest domestic, but it's the highest ever. Um, but it had a pretty good good foreign pull. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's, what, what else we got here? Uh, so Infinity War is break breaking all the box office records for advanced ticket sales. Yeah. So yeah. we're probably it's... just gonna have another. Cra- I just can't imagine this one not beating the first Avengers. This is the. I don't know that we'll ever have another moment like this where. <laughs> Avengers was the first time we ever saw all those characters come together, and it was a huge moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first time we're seeing the culmination of of, of ten years of filmmaking, like uh, a decade and nineteen movies. This is going to be the nineteenth. This is wrapping up a story that's been told over nineteen movies, and that's just never happened before. No, though, because. The next Avengers movie after Infinity War is next year. Right. I think they're going to have a hard time shaking the the part one, part two thing. I think they're trying yeah. it. They're trying to shake that because part one, part twos don't do very well. Uh, we have learned. They still haven't announced the name. I know. I don't think they're going to announce the name until after the movie's out. I, that's fair. That's fair. Because I think we, and I think the name will let us know what's happening in this next one. We don't want to know that. And I'm so proud of them for holding off. <laughs> Please continue <laughs> yeah. to hold off. Don't give me clues. I, I will. I will sit here and figure it out. I'll watch every uh, online breakdown of every trailer. And this is what this name could mean. Um, and goodness, I don't want to do that. But you'll make me. Uh, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll figure yeah. out all the all the beats of the story. Right now, I really don't even know what's happening in this movie. I really don't. Um, <laughs> there's a lot that are uh, that are coming up as far as like little sneak peeks and and TV spots and like oh this little scene came out where Thor meets the Guardians and apparently that's uh, that's Robert Downey Jr.'s favorite scene in the whole movie and like there's all these little bits and I'm like stop stop how cool is it that we have two worlds the thor's thor's as asgard and then we have this kind of further out cosmic world of the guardians and we're gonna have those two worlds meet in a way where it's like they're both fishes out of water all of a sudden because they're both encountering some strange thing but we know both of those worlds and neither of them are earth yeah like that's that's a completely new concept for me and then they're going to come to earth yeah I'm so down with that. Uh, as far as numbers, though, for pre-sales, uh, Avengers Infinity War in 72 hours was, was in advanced ticket sales were uh, 257.6% ahead of Black Panther in the same time frame. Wow. And they were 751.5% ahead of Civil War in the same time frame. That's that's and crazy. They were eleven. No, I'm sorry, one thousand one hundred and six and a half percent ahead of Age of Ultron <laughs> in the same time frame. Yeah, like a lot of the that, numbers are a lot astronomical. Of that, a lot of that is just the time of the time that it is. Every year we're getting a new most uh, advanced ticket sales because more people are buying advanced tickets. Like it's it's kind of a hard metric to really follow and know how know what it means for the movie because. Just more people are buying their tickets on their phones as soon as it drops. And they're doing really good with the Fandango thing where they're just, like, dropping, um, 
dropping dropping like like you literally get a notification on your phone hey sales tickets are on sale now you know like click right here to buy them on an app that you have installed with your credit card number already in it like that's just stuff that didn't exist when ultron came out even when ultron it did exist but it did not as many people had it on their phones is all i'm saying it wasn't as widespread the install base is way more um, but no, if, if, still though, Age of Ultron broke a billion dollars. Right. Like Age of Ultron was up there on ticket sales, and then that's just the hype from this this cinematic universe has built up to this point to where we're a thousand, like eleven hundred percent, right, more hyped about it. I just I just say that like at least probably half of that is due to just increased amount of people buying tickets early. You know, visibility. Like, yeah, just the the fact that it's just a, a possible thing to buy it early. The way how how ubiquitous that has become. Um, but yeah. but yeah, no, it's it's still, it is great, and I think it means great things for this movie. Yeah. Um, so I hounded my uh, my theater to get theirs on sale, and as soon as they told me they were you know they were ready to go, I went and got the ideal seats, not second row. I got them in the fourth row, exactly where I wanted them before, <laughs> and. I uh, I went and, and looked like two days later, you know, when I read this article, and I was like, I wonder what my theater looks like. I go and look, first two rows are all that's left. And I was like, that's, that's insane. That is really insane. Whew. Yeah, it's going to be a big thing. Oh, yeah. I'm, and I am totally yeah. in. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's all the news we got. You got anything else news-wise? Uh, not really. Um Got a lot of uh, a lot of photos from stuff, posters and and set photos and whatnot that I'm gonna tag in this photo stream. Awesome! So be on the lookout for that wherever you catch our podcast. Yeah, if you watch, if you check our podcast on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/MCUcast, uh, that's where we that's where we host, and you get to see some. If you watch it there, you can actually see the uh, see see the uh, photo stream. So check that out. Yeah. Um, well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We're gonna go into some uh, some feedback here, so we'll do our little shtick that we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. You can find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, or call us at five seven three cast mcu. Um, so uh, I, I do want to remind you guys. Uh, we we talked about it at the top of the show, but if you want to support the show this week and you just want to see some cool content, Wolverine: The Long Night is available now. Um, and you just have to go to uh, stitcher.com slash premium and type in cinematic as the code and that'll be available and you can uh, they, they kick us a little cash for sending people over uh, for everybody who signs up and gets a year of stitcher so it's a cool way to support us and, and also um, it's a cool way to um, get some cool content um, you can also find us at patreon.com slash mcucast if you love our show if you listen to our show every week and you can throw us, uh, a, you know, a little cash uh, for producing it. It would be awesome. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys, uh, patrons out there. We are a little behind on our swag level that we're sending out, but we actually uh, looks like we're ordering all the swag for you guys like this week. So we're excited to finally send out some swag. Yeah, yeah there's been uh, some a little some, harder, not to... necessarily feet dragging on art, but it has been a logistical. Uh, difficulty that we did not foresee we have a really cool design from omer omer almalia 
uh, who who is a common uh, writer in on the show. He's a great artist. He's he's posted a lot on Facebook over the years of some of his art, and so we got him to draw us something, and it's really cool. Um, he actually and <laughs> he was actually really quick to do it too. Which getting gave the logistics of getting all the uh, stuff together has taken a little longer than normal. We we thought, but hopefully this next swag. Uh, box that we send you guys will be a little quicker because yeah, we, it's not going to be six months from the last time we sent something. It's going to be like, right on the nose. Yeah, it should be right in June, so that's coming up. But uh, as close to on the nose as we can. Yeah, close as we can. Um, we're doing as best we can, guys. Um, all right, guys, let's get into some feedback. Uh, again, that the way, two ways to support the show today are go to Stitcher.com/slash/premium and put in cinematic to get your free month of Stitcher Premium with Wolverine the Long Night, and to go to patreon.com slash mcucast. All right. Uh, so, feedback. Joey Cozina says at mcucast, <laughs> is this a possible spoiler with Brie Larson as announced cast for Infinity War via Fandango? That's uh, a lot of question marks, Joey. That is a lot of question marks. He, he gave us six question marks for that question. Uh, Brie Larson's been announced a while ago, right? No, no. Or, the directors have consistently said that she was not going to be in it. She's not going to be in it. Uh, they don't want to have her uh, her big reveal to be part of Infinity War. And then like recently they were like, well, yeah, she was on set for uh, some reshoots and maybe you know a small thing, but all of that got left on the cutting room floor. Like None of that's going to be in the movie. Okay. And then Fandango was like, she's in it. And they're like, but she's not. Okay, so Fandango is apparently wrong, or they're lying to us, which is or they're lying. would not be the first time. Sometimes these directors like to lie. <laughs> Sometimes they deliberately try to throw us off the scent, mm-hmm. but we can smell it. We can smell it. Can you- Rashida Go said to us on Twitter at MCUcast, "Can we talk about how we're seeing Infinity War a week earlier because RDJ asked them to? Super insane." <laughs> I love I loved the narrative, but I'm sure it was just a, a stunt. <laughs> I'm sure it was I, I, the way it all went down. I'm sure that he just like he, he said something about can a few of my friends see it early? Can all of like, my friends see it how early? About everybody. Yeah, that was like, yeah, that works too. That was su- <laughs> super fun, and it's super. It just shows RDJ's position as like the patron saint of the Marvel. Yeah, he's Cinematic kind Universe. of the figurehead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Ashley Ann Coffin on Twitter said to us at MCU cast, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed Stark does have the bleeding edge armor. Uh, it's about time, too, because he's been rocking some crappy armor for the last few movies. <laughs> I don't consider yeah. any Iron Man armor crappy. I I would take the Mar- Mark I from the cave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, the shape of that one would probably fit me a lot better. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh, burn on myself. Burn on uh, me. But yeah, no, I think I did hear them say on some uh, promotional thing, they said Bleeding Edge Armor. Like, they, they called it out uh, as well, Bleeding if Edge. You look, if you look at the most recent trailer, uh, you can see it, like, bleeding down his arm. Yeah. Basically, no, like, it looks, constructing itself It looks down like they're arm. doing it. They're going all in, uh, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah. I like it. You know, he's been building toward it for a little bit, I guess. Just kind of... Uh, I don't yeah. know. That's a big leap. Like nanites in your blood coming from like like the, I thought the suitcase one was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I thought the suit. You got the suitcase. 
Oh man, two K was awesome, and now to get to nanites in your blood is a, is a pretty big I, leap. I, but. You know, I doubt that it's going to be nanites in the blood. I'm betting it's going to be more along the lines of what Chala has. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's probably, probably like a necklace or a or like a, some sort of whatever. Although I will say, like it, it's not outside the realm of possibility for Tony because you saw in uh, Iron Man three, he was injecting himself with the little things so that he could have like. Uh, hand motions to bring parts of the armor toward him. Oh yeah, that's right. And, you know he he put that was a so series cool. of accelerometers in himself. I guess I need to watch all the movies again. so that he could dance. Just <laughs> dance the armor on. Just dance the armor. He could dance dance revolution and get the armor. Oh eight four said on Twitter at MCUcast. I thought that the reason Eric's ancestral plane was his father's apartment versus T'Challa's Wakandan field was because Njobu never was given a proper burial. That is a totally fair uh, interpretation, and that's what I love about this movie. Because it left it yeah. totally open. Or if you just want to believe it's that's that's that if you want to believe that, that's fine. If you want to believe that that it's all in your head because you're taking a psychedelic, that's fine too. <laughs> like <laughs> it's totally in, it's totally open to interpretation and I love that. I love that. I love that kind of sci-fi that walks the line between it doesn't take away the possibility of there being a spiritual element, but it doesn't um it doesn't answer it for you. And I and I, I yeah. love that. It doesn't just give it to you. Mm-hmm. All right, so Wobbly Boots eighty five sent to us on Twitter, Adam Cucas, in the immortal words of Andy De, Andy DeGenova, hashtag Gotham forever, hashtag Wakanda sometimes. <laughs> Gotham forever, Wakanda sometimes. I'm not sure about that. I do like Wakanda, but I do like Gotham. I've been uh, replaying uh, Arkham Asylum. Like, uh, oh, I went such a good game. I went on, I went on my PS4, and and I was just, I just had been hankering to play the the Arkham games again. And they had the first two Arkham games, Asylum and City, for twenty dollars remastered for PS4. And mm. uh, and I, I bought them, and it, it, I, I think I have them for Xbox 360 somewhere. But I I was just like having them right there on my PS4 and being able to play them was worth $20 to me. Um, and so yeah, I downloaded them I agree. and they look amazing on the PS4 and I've just been burning through, uh, burning through Arkham Asylum. I think I'm like over halfway through and like since yesterday. Oh, Love that so game. Good. It's such a good game. And then Arkham city, uh, like on top of it was just oh, icing on the cake. Arkham city is the best, uh, one of the best games I've ever played in my life. And, People, some people have problems with the Batmobile and Arkham Knight. I just thought the Batmobile was another added benefit. Like Arkham Knight's amazing too. Um, Arkham Origins is okay. It just Arkham Origins feels like Arkham City, just like with with more story, which I don't mind. <laughs> I, love, I love the fact that there's more story. Um, yeah, and and you get to play as the Joker for a little while in Arkham Arkham Origins. Uh, got some Spoiler real- alert. It's got some really cool stuff in Arkham Origins. Um, they just—I've been reading about like what they're doing next, and they're d- apparently they're they're doing another. This is all speculation and like leaks, but apparently they're 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 making another um, Arkham Origins two, I guess. So like they had Arkham Asylum City in the night, and then they jumped back in time and told Arkham Origins. Well, they're doing one set three years after Arkham Origins, so it's like key like. Early, still, still early Batman, I guess. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's pretty cool. 
That's pretty cool. Because then you get, you know, what happened in Arkham uh, Asylum and City doesn't carry over. Yeah, so you get to go back and some villains that, like, uh, you know, may have had may have had uh, more uh, direct ends or whatever. Uh, also, also, <laughs> there's like a uh, sto- story like <clears throat> uh, Barbara Gordon's story hasn't been told yet. Like in Arkham, in Arkham, Ooh, yeah. in Arkham Asylum, she's already Oracle. So you know, there's that story to tell. I man, I just and she's she's like a young girl in a. She's just she's not even Batgirl yet in um, Arkham Origins. So. Man, I have a feeling they're going to get into that. Um, I would love, I'd love to see that. Ooh, anyway, I love it. Stuff. Really good storytelling. If you haven't played the Arkham games, you should. Gotham Forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Wobbly Boots eighty five also said to us, Adam, so you cast. Here's my counter argument to your argument that the Soul Stone probably isn't in the Vibranium because the Soul Stone is orange and the Vibranium is purple, and it's a picture of the scepter that Loki had, which is blue. And and you know the jewel on it is blue, and the jewel in Vision's forehead is yellow. It's a, it's a valid argument. <laughs> yep, yep. That uh, that kind of negates my color theory. Yeah, the, the colors entirely. have been all over the place in this thing. Um, they really have. Whenever uh, Ultron like took that apart in this in Age of Ultron, I was like, "What the hell is that?" That's not how color works at all. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, bold prediction. And it's funny that this text is in bold. Uh, bold prediction. Disney will announce Ghost Rider for their new streaming service. Mm. What do you think of that? I would like that. I don't know that I would say that they would do that, though. Yeah, I don't know. How, I wonder. It would be interesting because they'd have to. If, if they're announcing Ghost Rider. I guess it would have to be a Ghost Rider connected to Agents of Shield. Um, I don't know. It'd be strange to put it on the streaming service. What if ABC doesn't pick Agents of Shield up a, uh, for a new season and they just stick it on the streaming service? I'd be okay with that. Um, obviously, that's another streaming service I have to pay for, and I'm already paying for like seven. Um, but yeah, you're going to pay for it anyway, though, because they're going to have a new series on there you know they're gonna do something marvel cinematic universe will have a show on the streaming service there's just there, there's no to. way they won't put some show on the streaming service yeah i think there's a black panther animated series that's going to the streaming service gotcha but yeah but it's something from the cinematic universe will be there yeah yeah for sure uh casper lark said to us on twitter at mcu cast they are probably going to either call thor's new hammer either the thunder axe or yarn bjorn I prefer Yarn Bjorn calling it a Thunder Axe is like if Tony didn't call his next armor Mark 50 and called it the cool suit that shoots stuff and beats up bad guys. <laughs> I, uh, I've seen some, some uh, marketing and uh, toy stuff that's, that's supposed to come out of Thor's new hammer, and they're calling it the Stormbreaker. Hmm. And the Stormbreaker is actually from Marvel Comics. It's uh, Beta Ray Bill's... Uh, hammer whenever he really was given his own hammer that is interesting that they're going with that just i wonder if that will be the origins of the hammer or in some way will lead to beta ray bill which you know they've been teasing a little bit here and there forever yeah here and there um 
I could see it. I could see it being a thing, but I could also see, like, I have this big theory that I posted on, on Facebook, uh, a few days ago. Uh, I don't really want to get into it at this particular portion of our show, but we can talk about it later if you want to. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those super deep, like, I'm making a lot of suppositions theory. Um, <laughs> Crazy speculation. What we like to do right here. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, recently sent a post about FF casting. I definitely meant Mole Man as the first villain, not Mike Man. Oh, yeah. Guess I didn't proofread before I posted. Oops, lol. Sorry about that, Sherman. We should have proofread it ourselves, but we do a lot of this on the fly. So, <laughs> so I'm not yeah. sure there's a misspelling. We're like, wait, what? We, I find it more fun minute. when I fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> yeah. It's less, uh, you know. It's, it's more candid. See, if we, if we had producers, like if we had producers on this show, they would take care of all that, and then we could still have our honest reactions to everything. But like if we go through everything and kind of react, pre-react, then you don't get our honest, like, I don't know. There's just something, <laughs> it loses something when we rehearse things. Um, so yeah. we like to react to all your give, feedback give me as your we get it. Face. See, like a producer would like sound. narrow down all this feedback and uh, and and like send us only certain ones and we, and and we, it it'd be pre pre uh, spell checked and proofread and all that stuff. But spell checked, proofread, uh, not duplicated from last week. Right, I do that a lot. You, it's mostly it mostly gets cut <laughs> out of the show, but uh, all the time, uh, Jeff goes, "We already did this one." And I'm like, "Sorry." Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook Looking back on Civil War Did the government ever mention anything about regulating All superpowered beings Or were they just talking about controlling the Avengers So in in my recollection in the movie They mostly talked about controlling the Avengers Um, Yeah the Avengers was like the only team That they could really control I guess But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty much Immediately was like Ah the Accords damn it yeah, in Agents of Shield, they they go on to to make it pretty clear that they're controlling all powered people. They're trying to get get all powered people that are, that are known to be on their on their list or whatever, um, and to sign the accords, as it were. Um, I, and and that, that that brings up the question: What about the Netflix heroes? And I'm not sure how to answer that because they definitely yeah. she is definitely operating her powers, um, not on a regular maybe not on a regular basis. But regular enough that I don't know. I, I guess she's just a criminal. <laughs> is is yep. if the accords are out there yep. and she's just breaking the law, but she's not getting brought down for it. I, I'd really like to see an episode where you know they they go they go talk to them talk to her about it or something. Or like Shield gets on her, you know, Shield not Shield, but whoever is 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 there gets on her case about it because you know it could be Shield. Well, it could be Shield. That's true. It literally could Maybe. just be our team of Shield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and apparently there's all kinds of other Shield teams running around out there, uh, as we showed on the hundredth episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There Which were we a lot of people that showed up for backup. Yeah, so the, Mike there, Peterson being one of them. There are other Shield teams out there, so we could have other Shield teams show up. Uh, but it's it's such an underground thing that I don't know that they are they're not I don't think they're worried about a person who occasionally like picks up a car and bothers somebody they're they're worried about the threats more than they are her <laughs> yeah but it seems like someone like uh, like Hale or um, Mustache Man 
that I can't remember his name right now, Talbot. Talbot. Uh, it seems like someone like that would be more like on her case. Um, yeah. But but probably. You know, we have yet to see it. Maybe she's just not making big enough waves to be bo- to be bothering someone yet. Maybe it's before Civil War happened. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think it could be. I don't think it could be either. I'm not sure, though. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Dre Thompson said to us on Facebook, With Coulson being in Captain Marvel, I feel like they have a very easy way of connecting to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We know Coulson and May have a history of working together, so all I need is a May cameo. She doesn't even need a line. Just have her show up to meet Phil as he exits a room, or have him get in a vehicle that she's driving or piloting. But damn it, Kevin Feige, give us something. Yeah, that is absolutely fair. Um, that yep. That is a great way to tie the shows into the movies, to show us that the shows exist. May just needs to be there. Just needs to be there. Do you remember when when the show went on that like month-long break, right when the time stone like fell apart or whatever and sent them all back. We were saying, what if, or I guess I was saying, what if they got sent back to the nineties so that they could be in Captain Marvel (laughs) and then we're going to get Coulson and Captain Marvel. Yeah. I feel like we directed that narrative. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, I just keep calling them. Oh, man. Keep pointing at the fence, and they keep throwing. Just keep knocking them out. This, <sighs> this is just a real obvious one, I think. Like, you gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have a Coulson. Now, if they go back and if they use the time gym to go back in time and do it, then yeah, you called it. Uh, but if it's just Coulson in the 90s in S.H.I.E.L.D., that's, that's just, that's just good. Yeah. That's just good writing right there. That's just, you gotta do it. <laughs> well, we got Coulson in Captain Marvel. At the very least. If nothing else. May not have been the way that I said, but we got him. Anyway. <laughs> Thomas McNeil said, um, this looks like an email. Uh, with Captain Marvel said in the 90s, we could get a few cameos from characters that have already appeared in the MCU. It would be cool to have Robert Redford's character, Alexander Pierce, be a part of the story, but he might be too big of a name to do it. Who do you guys want to show up? Any chance we get Coulson? Uh, yes. Uh, we just talked about that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. He continues saying, my top five cameos would be Coulson, Justin Hammer, Howard Stark, Samuel Stearns, and Peggy Carter. Uh, good job, Thomas. Now, that's calling it right there. Uh, right? He apparently sent this right before they sent it, they they announced it. Uh, but yeah, Coulson, I think, is, is for sure. Um, I doubt Justin Hammer. Uh, Howard Stark, ooh. Howard Stark is probably dead by then. He's, he died in the 90s, so... He died in 91. Yeah, so it's pretty likely Howard's dead. Um, he had he was at the end of 91, so you got like 1990 and 91 mostly to get who, him in, like Who's Samuel in Stearns? Yeah, remind me. Uh, that was the doctor that worked on... He was Mr. Blue. He's the guy that was working with uh, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's right. Um, who, the leader or whatever. The leader, um, yeah. And, and Peggy Carter. I think of that, of the list you sent in, uh, Thomas, Peggy Carter uh, is oh, yeah. the most likely, uh, other than Coulson, of course, who is I would, I would like to see Peggy Carter in the 90s. Uh, well, no, no, we, we did see her in the 90s. We saw her in um, 1990 Ant-Man. in Ant-Man, you know. Aged up a little bit, down uh, 
Was that nineties yeah. or was that before? No, it was nineteen ninety. Okay, I couldn't. I don't remember at the that. at the building of the Triskelion. Nice. Yeah, and I love. Uh, I loved seeing her there, and I'd love to see her again. Yeah, um, she was obviously an agent there, so we could see that. Yeah. Some more. She she she's my I I think I almost want to see her more than I want to see Colson. Although Colson being in this movie is just great because those of us who've been watching him for 5 years on Agents of Shield, we know how much he knows and li- has lived in that character for so long now. Yep. Um it's just exciting to see him go back and play an earlier version of that character. Um Oh man, that's just really really cool. I want him and Peggy Carter to interact. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Because he's got those Captain America play baseball cards or whatever the trading cards. Oh yeah, what <gasps> if he has a Peggy Carter? He wants her to what sign. What if he got the trading cards from her? Oh, that would be awesome. That would be really great. Oh man! All right, calling it, calling it. He gets them from her. All right, <laughs> I'm pointing at the fence, you guys. Totally, totally reasonable uh, fence point. Yep, yep. Carrie McKellar said to us on Facebook Messenger, Thank you, Marvel. I now get Infinity War before my birthday, even if it is a couple of days. I get to have two Marvel birthdays in a row. Last year was Guardians 2 and now Infinity War. When I told my mom that some heroes may die in Infinity War, her reaction was she hoped it was not Tony. Also, I told her that things will be very different after Infinity War. She's also excited to see the movie a week early. Can't wait for the next cast. Well, here it is. Thanks, Carrie. We also are very excited, if you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. So excited. <laughs> RPRP sent us an email saying, Infinity Stone's promo art released, image attached if you haven't seen them yet. Well, that's interesting. Space Stone has cap-centered. Oh, the uh, the pictures that he's talking about uh, are actually going to be in this particular episode uh, in the photo stream. Each stone that we've seen so far has somebody in it, like kind of centered on top of it almost yeah, they actually have multiple people in them yeah um, like there's there's one person on the stone and then other people around it from the look of oh no they're they're, they're all in, they're all in it but they're in refractions of it yeah but there's there's someone centered in the center of each stone yeah there's there's somebody centered and you know it kind of makes sense on some of them like the space stone has cap centered makes sense and the first avengers was the first film where the tesseract was the MacGuffin. Power Stone has Star-Lord centered. Same thing with the Orb. Reality Stone, Thor centered because of the Dark World. Mind Stone, Vision is in the center. No surprise there. Time Stone, Doctor Strange, he's got it on his neck. Mm. Iron Man centered in the Soul Stone. What? Is it because he's Iron Man and they have to give him a spotlight as well as the others? Or is the Soul Stone more closely connected to Stark instead of Wakanda or Heimdall? I can't think of anything that would suggest it. His arc reactor is supposed to be based off the Space Stone. Uh, so it wouldn't be that, or I'm overthinking it. I need to take a nap. Either way, <laughs> huh? I'd forgotten that his arc reactor was based on the space stone. Was it though? I don't know about that. I know it was based on Howard Stark tech, and Howard had access to the space stone, probably. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but. We do know, yeah, just basically the question is, why is Iron Man on the Soul Stone? Let's see. Uh, and, and other other characters on there with him. Uh, I wonder if the, I wonder if the, yeah, Iron Man, it's actually funny. Iron Man is actually on every stone. Is he? 
I'm looking now. Yep, everyone except <laughs> for the... He's not on the Power Stone, but we can't see the whole thing. So he might be in one of the corners that we can't see. But he is on every stone. So I think it's probably just they think Iron Man's the most popular character. And they're putting yeah. him... Oh, yep, yeah, no, there he is. Yeah, he's on every stone. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the center yeah. of the Soul Stone. Uh, and I don't know if that means anything or if it's just, uh, you know, just because he's popular. Mm. We'll see. It's because he's the tits, man. <laughs> Iron Man's the tits. Whatever that means. I, I heard that on a show somewhere. I'm still trying to get the uh, the vernacular right. <laughs> Shelby Stokes said to us in an email, Hey guys, long time, first time. <laughs> You've been in my ears for years, and I look forward to every episode. I, I don't know Sweet. why I said that so sexy. Yeah, you said that real sexy. I don't, I don't know. You've been um, in my ears for years. Um... All right, just moving on. It's Hawkeye going to be killed off in Infinity War. He's always been my favorite because he is the underrated Avenger in my mind, but he has been left out of all of the promo materials I have seen. What gives? Keep up the great work. Shelby from Seattle. If anything, I think the fact that he's been left out means he's not going to die. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Not really, no. Because if he's, I mean, if they're going to kill him, I would think they'd be ramping him up as this important person if they're going to kill him. Um, the fact that he's left out, I mean, I, I think maybe he's off. To, I th- did, did I read that somewhere or did I make that up? Um, maybe he's just off doing another mission or whatever. I don't know. I think I think it's probable that he's not. Um, he retired to go play with his kids. Yeah. I don't. Well, I don't think he's dying. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's dying. I mean, it makes sense that he would die because he's, um, uh, as Joss Whedon said about Angel when he killed off some human characters, he's like, yeah, this is like a fight for gods. Like, (laughs) um, this is not meant for a mortal man. There's a, there's a great scene where, uh, one of the main characters is a human is, is dying. And Joss Whedon always said about that scene, of course he died in that battle. He's like, of course, there's, everyone else in the battle is like a superhuman, and he's just this guy. <laughs> it's like, this, <laughs> this is not a battle for humans. Um, this is not for you, small man. Yeah. Um, the Joe and Anthony Russo, the directors, have said that uh, Clint Barton has his own special, super important part to play in the movie. Yeah, I, I feel and like I, I feel like I read somewhere that he's on a he's in a sort of separate mission from the rest of the Avengers, and I don't know where I got that. I think that oh, what if he's the one that rounds up a secondary like a, an extra team when the main Avengers get taken out by by Thanos? That would be awesome. Yeah, It'd be real cool, real real. That cool. would be cool because then he gets to lead them like the West Coast Avengers. And what if he brought in all the Netflix of Netflix heroes? Oh snap! What if he's like in uh in in he's just off in um in Hell's Kitchen collecting other superpowered people or or even even others like what if all the what if like at the last moment when they're almost down like all the Netflix heroes the Agents of Shield um you know Daisy Johnson as Quake like all these people come in and including like the Runaways <laughs> and they all show up and like Clint Barton's been off collecting heroes. <laughs> been been off pulling like, a pulling a Samuel Jackson. Yeah, like I uh, made my own team. Yeah, that that would actually be oh, really rad. And he he comes in with like Abomination. Oh, he's made his own like Thunderbolts team. 
Yeah. He's like, I have a Hulk. I have a he Hulk. He was, if I recall correctly, he was on the Thunderbolts at one point. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I could absolutely he, see him doing that. Like he like he he realizes that's the best way he can help. Like this is not a fight for him. He needs to get like get go use his use his uh brain and uh charm to convince some others to fight. Yeah. Or at least just go get Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> but or I feel like, like I feel oh, like Ant-Man shit. though is already like on speed dial cuz of Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's got a secret phone, right? Like Iron Probably, Man? Probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, uh, he He's like, wait a minute. I remember from back in my old S.H.I.E.L.D. days, there was talk of this this lady who was like way too powerful. She was so OP. I gotta go get her. Brings in Captain Marvel. Yeah. No, that absolutely could be the case. <laughs> like, yeah. That could totally be it. Yeah. Or like she flies in carrying him and he's like, okay, this is embarrassing now. Please put me down. Yeah. <laughs> Clinch up, Legolas. And <laughs> she wouldn't get that reference. <laughs> well, I mean, if she was a reader. She's been gone. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Air Force pilot, how, not a reader. How nerdy was she? Because <laughs> uh, before those movies came out, those books were pretty nerdy. Not very nerdy, if I recall. Anyway. <laughs> John Andrew Smitten, uh, Smitten, Smitten, you'll let me know, I'm sure, uh, said to us, random speculative theory slash thesis, uh, spoiler alert for all of Phase 3 Marvel movies, although I try to speak in vagaries, recall how Phase 2 all used the plot device of someone losing an arm in homage to The Empire Strikes Back. I think Phase 3 has a similar homage to A New Hope, uh, dealing with parental baggage. Examples. Captain America Civil War, Tony deals with the trauma of losing his parents. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, everything is about ego. Spider-Man Homecoming, Peter Parker dealing with his substitute father figure, Tony. The Vulture's parentage also being a thing. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Thor dealing with his father's secrets. Uh, Black Panther, T'Challa deals with his father's sins from 1992. I know what you're thinking. You skipped Doctor Strange, and I can explain that pretty easily. It didn't fit my theory, so I ignored it. Uh, maybe you can fill in the pieces on that one? <laughs> uh, if you want to throw post-2016 TV in there, you can see some parental things pop up in the runaways. Obvious. Inhumans see Black Bolt Medusa. Luke Cage, his father's child. Iron Fist, losing his parents, etc. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything for... Doctor Strange. Doctor I, I was Strange. trying to think of like, I mean, he loses his his spiritual guide in Doctor Strange, um, and and it's and like in a way, it is kind of about losing faith in uh, not necessarily parental figures, but like figures of authority. Because yeah, losing be- faith in the figureheads because of because of uh, what she ends up being. You know, she ends up being kind of part of the dark side, which is very much a Star Wars thing. Um, literally, she's drawing power from the dark side. <laughs> dark dimension. Yeah, the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dark side, totally. <laughs> oh. He continues saying, potential retorts, choose to read or skip this. Uh, this is more an observation on how often parental baggage is used as a plot device in superhero media, since parental stuff also pops up in Iron Man 2, Thor, 
and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seasons 2 through 3. Still, I think this, uh, this it is more apparent now than ever. Um, parental issues are relatable, and given the limited number of relatable universal motivations and the poor critical slash box office repres- uh, sorry, response to romantic plot lines in superhero media, see Thor 1 and 2, <laughs> parental focus motivations is just a natural direction to go in for superhero media. I doubt this theme will hold true post-Black Panther, except for Ant-Man and the Wasp, see Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, which, I mean, there's not much else left after Black Panther. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think, I think you're, <laughs> I love, I lo- uh, John, I love your, your, your breaking down of your own argument, because I think you make, you make a cool argument. It's a cool thing. I don't know that, um, the reason they said they did that for uh, Phase 2 was because, uh, Empire Strikes Back was one of their favorite movies, uh, and then it just it, widely known as the best Star Wars movie. Um, I don't know that I feel that way, but everyone else seems to. Uh, so, so I think like that's why they wanted to homage it so hard. Uh, but it, it, it is true that like pretty much every every movie is about the parents. I mean, even if you want to cross the aisle and look at the DC movies, like uh, even uh, like, you know <laughs> Wonder Woman is about her mother. Uh, and, and, oh, there's a big poor. Uh, the 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 fact that Martha is such a dirty word right now. Why'd you say that, Nary? <laughs> the fact that Martha is such a dirty word is like that's how important parents were in that movie. It's literally the linchpin of the of the movie. Um, you look at um, Suicide Squad. You've even got parentage issues with uh, Deadshot. Um, yeah. So so I think like I think that. I think this is probably what I think your your most uh, the parental is just a relatable thing. That just uh, it's it's an observation about the, the what you said right here. You said this is more an observation of how parental baggage is used as a plot device in superhero media because it is it is very much so. Um, and even uh, you know you don't mention Jessica Jones here. I don't think, but Jessica Jones' parentage issues in season two are were a huge thing. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of in season one, where you know I lost my family, so now I'm mad at everything. But they really drive that home in season two. We'll yeah. we'll talk about that later, though. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. So Yoda Hughes said to us on Twitter at MCUcast, Jeff, specifically me. Okay, calling me out. I'm an Englishman. Uh oh, hold on. <clears throat> I'm an Englishman that I think you like. I'm not bad. Or am I? Uh, thank you for that dramatic reading. Uh, thank you for... You made Yoda Hugh a, like, seven, 1700s criminal Englishman. <laughs> yeah. He is... Uh, he's from the streets. Yeah. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what you... Did you say something bad about Englishmen on a previous episode? Uh, yeah, I was talking about Griffin in Jessica Jones. <clears throat> uh, saying that he's an Englishman... He's oh, that's right. We're that's supposed right. to like him, I, and obviously he's bad. I gave all the narrative reasons he was bad, and you're like, plus he has a British accent. Yeah, he's foreign, that's, that's so right. we should hate him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just too real. Um, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Ann Coffin said to us on Twitter, Adam Seacast, just throwing it out there, the dirt that covers the Black Panthers... Uh, when they visit the astral plane, is orange. It's 
where the stone was in the comics, and it's Black Dwarf going to get it, same as the comics. Hashtag stone is in Wakanda. Yeah, I, th- I think that is the most likely thing. I think she's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I like. I, it's it's also heart shaped herb. Like I don't know. It's it's like that's that's all H's. Um, <laughs> it de- definitely. Uh, we, I was telling Alyssa about the whole Thanos thing earlier today. She she'd never heard us talk about that before. Um, and so how we've been talking about it for like three years. She doesn't listen to the podcasts. Um, <laughs> but as as most of you know, T is for Tesseract. H is for. Uh, um, A is for Aether, N is for Necklace, O is for Orb, and S is for Scepter. It's the places where all of the Infinity Stones were found. It's the Thanos theory. It's, it's, it goes way back. People have been thinking that since there were only like three of them found. Um, yeah. And so... H is for Howard. <laughs> Howard the Duck? Howard Stark. Oh, hey, that's not bad. Um, I do think uh, that it could be in Wakanda. I did not know that's where it was in comics. That's interesting. That makes me think it probably well, is the case. Black Panther was one of the Illuminati. And uh, the, they split up the uh, the Infinity Stones between themselves. So that's more like afterwards. Afterwards, it was it was in Wakanda. Um, well, it was it was they split them up in the nineties, and then in the uh, what was it two thousand thirteen comic Infinity. Uh, where the Cull Obsidian were introduced. Okay. <clears throat> Which this they, seems they like it's going to be pretty based Earth. on. Yeah, they were sent to Earth, and Black Panther had his in Wakanda, because, you know, that's where he lives. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Well, I that's... I think that's still probably one of the best theories. But I, I'd like them to surprise me, because they've, they've just kept it a secret so long. I feel like if, if that was the secret, if that was the big thing, they should have just put it in Black Panther. I don't know why it's not in Black Panther, if that's the... Like, even as just, like, a Easter egg in the background, like, let us know if that if they should have had it, like, in the room where all the heart-shaped herb was growing. It should have just been, like, the centerpiece of the room or something. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like they should have had it in there. <laughs> what if... <clears throat> what if Thor goes to get a different hammer made to replace Mjolnir... And they use an infinity stone to make it. And to make his new hammer, so it's the new hammer that has it in there. H, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. We, we've talked about it uh, in the past that might might have been uh, uh, his his other hammer. I don't know. Now that his hammer is destroyed, I feel like we're not... I think he's going to use the axe this time, and we're not really going to... I don't know. I feel like it would have been in the old hammer. It would have been much cooler if they still like... found the stone in the old hammer. I still like the theory that it's uh, in Heimdall's armor, or Heimdall has it. Yeah, I, I like that theory too. Those because are those are the three theories that I told Alyssa that either the hammer, Heimdall, or the heart shaped herb. Yeah, and Heimdall just makes sense because at one point he said, "You know, I can see however many billion souls." Yeah, exactly. So, so it's definitely like, souls, though. <laughs> yeah, very possible. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we got a few more feedbacks. Um, the next couple have some uh, spoilers for Black Panther. So if you uh, if you don't want that, don't listen to these last few. But here it comes. Yeah. <clears throat> Thomas McNeil said in an email, After seeing the Black Panther movie, it is a lot of fun to go back and watch Civil War. 
Uh, man, did Marvel hit it out of the park with how they introduced Spider-Man and Black Panther. I was really bummed when they killed off Claw. I thought they could have used him a couple more times. That being said, though, I want to commend Marvel for making deaths count. We have been critical of Marvel in the past, so they should be acknowledged when they do kill off a character. Tom. <laughs> as long as they leave him dead. Yeah, as long as he stays dead, it's, then it counts. The problem is, in the past, we haven't they haven't remained dead for long. <laughs> And you know, honestly, the, the death that really hit me in that one was in Jadaka. Uh, is that the fourth Killmonger's character? Who's that? Killmonger. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's the death that really got me. Absolutely. Killmonger's death yeah. was was horrible. I hated it. <laughs> I wanted him around. <laughs> I wanted both of those villains around. I really hate when they kill off villains, honestly. Like, it's not that death... You don't have to kill people to make death matter. Uh, like, just when you kill people, don't bring them back. <laughs> like, yeah. um, just, I don't, I don't feel you have, and you don't have to kill everybody. You can li- just leave guys alive. That's still, still stuff can matter if you just leave them alive. The raft exists. Just put him there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. This is slight spoiler for Jessica Jones, but, uh, it's not really, uh, they just mentioned the raft multiple times on Jessica Jones, which I loved. Yeah. And we didn't see the raft until Civil War. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's it seems maybe it seems like that's maybe, a that's a new thing. It seems like the raft was new in Civil War, so that does seem to yeah. set it afterwards. But yeah, I, I love that they just brought it up. It's great little connectivity yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Coffin sent us an email. What's up, fellas? Not much. How you doing? She can't answer. Good. Oh, right. Well, I was. It was like a conversation, man. Anyway, just saw Black Panther and it was amazing. We had a lot of people in our theater dressed in African garb and makeup, which made it really cool. A lot of little girls with their faces painted, and it was adorable. I can't say it's my favorite MCU movie. Winter Soldier, for some reason, is still my standout film. And so far, none has beat, uh, has beat it for me. Especially the Winter Soldier cat knife fight. I know exactly what you're talking about. That whole, like, switching hands in the knife fight and, like, yeah, the that shield was, that going. Was cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, that shit was amazing. Um, She says, but it's way up there for feeling totally immersed in a world that still fits in the MCU perfectly and the anticipation of knowing there is so much more to come. And from the Infinity War trailer, how many of our favorite heroes will already be there and more to follow? God, I'm so excited. Michael B. Jordan's work here is so assured, vital, and vibrant, no doubt, in large part, to the excellence of the script. Just like Daniel Brill's Zemo in Civil War, Killmonger is a villain primarily because his ideology clashes with our heroes, yet his goals are remarkably logical and well-motivated. The best villains are the ones that are utterly convincing and relatable, and Jordan is certainly that in the role. I loved M'Baku. He was fantastic and was happy to see him at the council at the end. Can't wait to see Wakanda take on the armies of Thanos in a few months. Shit is about to go down! <laughs> My only issue, where is the damn Infinity Stone? My H theory is starting to get all messed up. I still think it's in Wakanda. But we're out of movies now, and we still have no stone. I'm moving my guess to we will find it at the very end of Infinity War going into the next one. Or will Captain Marvel have it? At this point, what are your thoughts on where it may be? Could be Hala, the Kree homeworld of Hala, and that's where Captain Marvel's been hanging out, and that's the source Ooh, of her power. I do really like the idea of it being Captain Marvel, just because it would be a cool, like, if we're left at the end of the movie, he's got five stones, and there's, like, 
where's the sixth? And then we go, we cut away to a, it's almost like a flashback. Where's the sixth stone? Oh, here's a whole movie to answer that question. <laughs> it's like, it's a good reason to set that movie where it's set, you know? Yeah. In the, in the schedule. Well, it's, oh shit. What? Howard finds it. Howard's got it with him. Or it's in Howard's possession. And Howard gets killed. And the Kree come looking for it. And that's when Captain Marvel gets it. Mm. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, like it. It, could, it could be the MacGuffin in the, in the Captain Marvel movie, which would make a lot of sense. And then we find out at the end of the movie where it ends up, you know. That could be great. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm... I'm guessing too much. This is crazy. I'm all over the place. Anyway, Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, I had the opportunity to see Black Panther again, this time in the excellent Buena Vista Theater on the Disney Wonder Cruise ship. It was, if anything, better than the first time. I also saw The Last Jedi and was struck by how it's mostly a recycle of Episode Four. Yes, I realize that's what people want and they get irritated at any variation, but it became increasingly clear to me that Star Wars lacks the depth of the MCU, which can draw upon the work of hundreds of writers and thousands of stories. Even Rogue One, in my opinion, the best of the new films, seemed overly derivative. Nothing as original as Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, or Black Panther. Not even close. Totally with you there, Jeffrey. Yep, not, I agree. Not a big Star Wars guy here, but I just... I just don't have... I don't even have the nostalgia for Star Wars everybody else does. I mean, I like... It was fine when I was a kid. I enjoyed the movies, but... And, you know, they're they're like... I think they first taught me what a surprise in a movie was, you know, like the, the, I am your father scene is, you know, yeah, it's classic. It'll always have that, uh, that place in your heart as a classic scene, but yeah, I think, I think that's what I think about when I think of Star Wars, I think of the scenes that are really cool. The, the story and the characters never resonated with me the way they did with all my friends. And, uh, I always, honestly, I always felt like the first Star Wars movie was too long. I feel like the first three Star Wars movies are all kind of awful. They're just really, <laughs> I'm like, no, sorry, sorry, Star Wars fans. Uh, this is, I, I think that they, and I mean, and it, it, part of it's just the time they were made, but like, they're very slow and to me, just not that good. <laughs> they just don't, they, I don't know. They're just not that deep. They're fun. They packed a whole lot of stuff into it as well. Right. I think it's all, in the, I think, I think most of the love for Star Wars is nostalgia because it was the only thing, it was the only game in town for that kind of media and it's, and it's amazing special effects and uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think they've, they've got a cool rich world and I think they could make some cool stuff, but so far their movies, the new movies haven't been amazing. Uh, I find it interesting that Jeffrey said The Last Jedi reminded him of a recycle of episode four. I don't. I don't know if I see, I don't see that. I mean, obviously, the first one. Um, oh gosh, what's it called? What's the what's episode seven? The Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens is definitely a retread of of episode four. But I don't know about uh, Last Jedi being that. Last Jedi to me was the most original. Well, with the exception of Rogue One, um, was of the of the saga films. Uh, it, Last Jedi was the most original uh, in, in its plotting. And uh, execution, honestly, like they did some interesting things, but still, you know, I I liked the movie, but I didn't, it doesn't resonate with me the way the MCU does. (laughs) The Praetorian fight at the end was amazing. A Praetorian fight, what is that? 
that when way when when Ray and Kylo Ren were fighting back to back against all the Praetorian guards. Okay, sorry, I didn't know what those were called. Uh, in yes, yeah. chamber. Yeah, that no, that phenomenal. that scene's amazing. Um, I love that scene. And Again, the scene. Yeah, it's all about the scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do love that. I, there are a few scenes I really love in that new in the new movie, but I don't. I don't. It's not. I don't know. They're just not my. They're just not my home characters. I don't think about them like I do. The Marvel characters right now. Yeah. Marvel's just killing it. Okay, we have one yeah, voicemail. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Hey, guys, Jordan here. Uh, Black Panther, amazing movie. I can't believe how awesome that was. Absolutely loved it. I just listened to your feedback uh, episode, and I agree with a lot of stuff that was said. I'm really bummed that Ian didn't like it the way everybody else did. But a couple things I wanted to mention. Jeff, I agree with you. I think Heimdall has the uh, Soul Stone. I've thought that for a while now. Uh, but then when we guys were talking about whether or not the herb and they talk to the dead or whether or not they're just tripping, I think they actually are talking to the dead because that's why – so when they take the herb, that's why they need to be buried because it's going to – if they don't get buried, then they, the herb can't send them to the astral plane. And then you said that uh, the astral plane was for – the beautiful place was for T'Challa and then that uh, Killmonger just went to L.A. But if you looked outside the windows of his house while he was in the little trip he was in, he was in the same beautiful area with the same purple sky and everything that T'Challa was in. I actually thought he was going to walk out the door and see it all, but uh, he never got that far. So maybe there's more to it. I'm not sure. Overall, I thought the movie was awesome. I don't know. It's top five for me, probably. It's hard to say because there's so many of them now, and they're so great. But uh, can't wait for April 27th. Uh, Infinity Wars comes out. It's going to be amazing. I'm probably going to cry. Can't wait to hear you guys' take on it. Uh, I hope you go to Australia and see it early so I can hear your take on it. But uh hope you guys have a good day. Bye. Thank you, Jordan. I'm glad you agree with me. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Heimdall is definitely a, a strong choice, a strong contender in the where is the Soulstone game. Um, I yeah, I, I still think that all that doesn't necessarily prove that it's all spiritual or whatever. But I think that's what I like about it. I like that it's it could go either way. <laughs> I'm not saying laying claim that it isn't actually visiting the ancestors, but so far they've left it open in my mind that it could be either one. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, that is- I do remember now that he mentioned it, that the lights outside the window were that like almost, uh, like a Wakandan version of the North, the Northern lights. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was did like, you, Oh, did you see, uh, the SNL skit about this? I didn't. Um, there's a really pretty great SNL skit about um, how all the ancestors go to the astral plane or whatever, and um, they send <laughs> they send T'Challa to the astral plane to, to talk to his ancestors, and um, it ends up like one of his ancestors is just like a guy from, like like an American guy, uh, just like, who's like cooking on a grill and trying to feed all the other Wakandans. And he's like apparently an ancestor by marriage, or I don't know. It's like they just and all the other Wakandans are like really annoyed by him. <laughs> I don't know. It's it was, it was funny. It's just like a really uh, annoying American like regular guy. And, and and all the Wakandans are so regal and speak in 
big tones and he's like he just keeps interrupting them being like you want one of these hot dogs or something <laughs> it's like it's real silly it's like keenan keenan from uh from snl whatever keenan thompson uh yeah, yeah. Really, it's just funny it's funny snl wakanda skit i'm sure it's the only one <laughs> um but yeah really good uh anyway the the yeah so what do you think what do you think jeff any, any last words for this week uh, we're not going to have to go to Australia to catch it early because it's coming out. Same oh, that's day true. Worldwide. Yeah, Jordan must have said this before. Before, uh, before the before big announcement. We, yeah, the big announcement. Man, I'm I'm so pumped that they did that because I don't want to avoid internet spoilers for a whole week because they're going to do something big. Um, that's yeah. actually why they did it. Is because I think so too. Internet yeah. spoilers for that week are going to be insane. Yeah, I think that's exactly why they did it. All right, guys. Well, oh, that man. is all of our news and feedback for this week. We'll be back with you very soon. Uh, hopefully this weekend we're going to try to get together and do a Jessica Jones wrap-up. We talked about doing it tonight, but we didn't want to shorten it. So we're going to try to give it give it the yeah. space to talk about this. Here. There's a lot to talk about because we have, we have now watched the entire thing, and we are ready to talk some Jessica Jones. So if you've got any Jessica Jones feedback, we've already got a whole bunch, but uh, go ahead and send in what you think of the whole series because that will fuel our conversation over here. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Still keep it. Still keep it uh, numbered by what episode it's about, because everybody who reads our wall or our Twitter feed or whatever yeah, may yeah. not be. Give us give a spoiler alert uh, yeah, to what you're talking about. It may like, not be where you are, so give the spoiler alert. Still, it'll be good. Uh, plus, it'll help to kind of inform uh, where we should be talking about something. Yeah, I'm assuming most people have probably already finished it. So most of it will probably just be yeah. final thoughts um, at this point. But um, feel free to make a comment about any particular episode. Yeah. I, when, when Throw down doing, on all of it. When we're doing this big uh, roundups like this, um, I look at sometimes someone's like, can you, <laughs> they'll be like, episode, or season two, episode six, can you believe how that ended? It's crazy. And that'll be the whole comment. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't remember how that ended at all. <laughs> like, I, I, dude, tell me what, what, wow. what tell me what yeah. event, event in the series you're talking about, because I don't remember how specifically episode six ended or whatever. Um, yep. It's funny. Uh, anyway, thanks guys so much for hanging out with us. Thanks so much. Uh, find us at mcucast.com or all those other places. Support us at patreon.com slash mcucast or uh, go, uh, Join Stitcher Premium at stitcher.com slash premium and put in the code cinematic and uh, you will get uh, a month free of Stitcher Premium to watch Wolverine the Long Night or listen to Wolverine the Long Night. I'm going to do it myself. Probably right now. (laughs) Yeah, I've already done it. Um, Go listen to it. It's fucking awesome. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 